Welcome to the Be Under Par podcast. My name is Shane Centrella. I am the co-creator of the Be Under Par Performance Center, and we're here to talk about the game that we all love, um, the game of golf, man. It's a game that'll frustrate you. It's a game that will uh, really get you pumped, and it's a game that will always challenge you. Um, so be prepared. Let me uh, catch my words again. Be prepared to hear a lot of talk about golf and a lot of bullshit. So uh, I'm going to pass it to my buddy over here, little brother of sorts, uh, Dylan Keith. Dylan oh. is uh, he's a uh, loud talker. He's... <laughs> I heard a loud talker, so I got told to, uh, move, back to move back from the microphone. Um I'm also a co-creator and helper of the Be Under Par brand, might I add. And we currently are in the construction stage of making a Be Under Par workout slash golf performance area. I just thought I'd put that one out there, too, because that's going to be a key focus of our discussions throughout this uh, season. I'm going to kick this over to the man behind the scenes, the myth. The man, the legend, Tyler Tucker, otherwise known as TT. How's it going, everybody? Um, I'm Tyler Tucker, otherwise known as TT. Um, I'm kind of the guy on the skateboard that's holding on to the bumper as everybody else is going, and I'm kind of just like, yeah, you guys go up there. Um, I'm in the minority. I fucking hate golf. Uh, <laughs> my uh, my bank account has never been so empty, and my frustrations have never been so high. Um, I actually sprouted a couple gray hairs due to it. But, um, you know, that's the challenge. That's why we love it. And uh, I'm going to pass it over to Mojo, who is, uh, I don't know, Mojo's something else. I, I don't even know. Don't too much of an yeah. No, I don't even really know what I am. I, I, my name is Joe. Everybody called me Mojo. Long story. I'll tell you later. Um, I am one of the, the four creators of Be Under Par. Um, it's a brand. You know, we're out here living every day and... It's a lifestyle. It's, it is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. You know, we're out here trying our best, but golf really just brings us together, and that's at the end of the day, we you know find ourselves just talking about golf, and that's what actually brings us together. So, um, Connor, it's to my left. Yes, to my left, Connor. Everybody uh, knows the trick, LNR. You know, left. how's it going? Uh, I am Connor. I'm another co-founder of Beaner Park. Um, I'm currently a college golfer myself aspiring website designer and I'm trying to play golf at the highest level that I can. So we're very excited to um, get our Be Under Par brand launching. We got a performance center on the way, a uh, potential clothing line. We're working with the health food store right now. Me, Shane, Dylan, Tyler, and Mojo are very excited to uh, see what we can do. Nice. Well, boys, I'm excited. And um, yeah, let's kick off our inaugural um, first podcast. So what are we going to talk about today? Let's talk about the fact that we just had the second match. Uh, what was that, yesterday? It yes, was sir. actually a pretty good day yesterday. Um, For those of you who don't know, we are we are located in uh, northwest Connecticut, which is not known for its warmth during basically, the basically fall months. Yeah, yeah it's very cold. Pretty much. Yeah. It's not ideal. So our home course is uh, Greenwoods Country Club. G-dubs! Located... <laughs> in the northwest corner as well, here in Winstead, Connecticut. And uh, 
actually each and every one of us here has either is currently employed at Greenwoods or has been in the past. Yeah, I'm a has been employed in the past. I'm Joe is a has been. Well, kind of. I don't know. I, I I'm being used as slave labor. Slave labor. Not in the sense where I'm being like forced to work manual labor and not being paid and. But no, they call me if they need me. Yeah, and as you can tell, uh, Mojo has absolutely no filter. Um, <laughs> so it's going to be an interesting ride. I'm not a politically correct person. I believe in the freedom of speech. You can't have the First Amendment without And filter. let's have Mojo quit while he's ahead. Uh, we have a couple current employees here. Myself, Dylan Keith, Connor Bailey. Um, you know, Connor said... At the beginning of summer, he's like, hey, man, I got an opportunity for you. He's like, you're going to absolutely love it. And I was like, all right, let's do this. And, you know, six, seven months later, um, I'm like, you fucking jackass. You really stuck me with this and then left for college to play golf. <laughs> but um, That's the golf industry. In a nutshell, so people. Don't work in it. The long story short, on that one, too, he he's really caught the golf bug. So now, as he uh, let off with the fact that his bank account has never hurt more, uh, the fact that he's never been more frustrated and more annoyed um, because that is the game of golf. You get some flows of some good play and you, you hit some good shots and then that's immediately followed yeah. by a bad shot and some struggles. And that is what is so it's, addicting about the game. It's a, it's a microcosm of life. Yeah. I, yeah I, 100% it's agree. never going to go the way you want it to, but it's about how you handle it going forward. The old saying is, you know, what's next, right? The, Next shot's your most important yeah. shot. There's literally nothing you can do to change the path except what you do going forward. Exactly. The same as golf, the same as life. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's back to that. You, you lost it for you, by the way. But yeah, so TT wasn't there for this one, but... Uh, I was on COVID lockdown due to a potential scare. Okay, but he uh, is in the free and clear now, so that is a, is a win for the team. Um, so yeah, we played a match, as we normally do, but... I think with everything going on and, you know, the things that we're working towards right now, it was a little bit uh, more exciting. And the fact that it is the end of November. Tomorrow will be the first day of December. And we were out playing golf on, I think it was like high 50s. Yeah, it must have been like 60 years old. I was wearing wearing shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. uh, Golf shirt. But, well, as we like to say, uh, we, we call them affectionately, we call them Big D. Um, that's Dylan again, right. and uh, yeah. he, he he runs hot. Yeah, I was, also runs a, hot. Uh, I was also a former uh, lineman, uh, all state, my dad. Oh, at Tootin's oh. Horn, I like it. Hey, I, don't hey. like it. I, I don't get many opportunities, so when I get but when I get one, I shine it. You re- know, respect is uh, respect is due. Um, but yeah, so yesterday was the second match that we played. It was a. Uh, it was quite piss poor to start off, to be honest. Uh, Dylan and myself. Swinging really, a little uh, too hard. Swinging a little. We've been working with the speed stick. So yep. he's been getting, you know, threw off his rhythm a little bit. But he started to dial it in. Meanwhile, I hit, I think, the worst shot I've ever hit on three. Um, that that statement is becoming far too common for me this year. But uh, I shanked one so bad. That's the word. Ooh, the oh, terrible S word. You said it. Terrible S word. I'm not sure that word. Um... So I did. I, I said the S word. I shanked it. And I sh- shanked it so bad, I almost hit... Well, actually, I went to the right of a snack shack, which is, like, so far right that it's unimaginable. Like 60 yards to the right. So, so regardless, this is this is our first three or four holes. Guess what? Three holes played. We're three holes down. <laughs> so uh, it wasn't our best start. 
No, it wasn't. It least. wasn't. It wasn't the greatest. But you know what? But then my main man Dylan here. Uh, so we didn't even specify. It was Dylan and I versus mm-hmm. Connor yeah. and Mojo. Yeah. And how we came to that uh, that team uh, setup was actually we had a little putting contest before. So that was to determine the teams. And um, surprisingly, I won the putting match. Now, if you haven't been around me, and also Mo- Mojo's not good with facts, so you you, you guys will you also you too. guys you guys will learn this as as we have these. Oh, wait, I come Mojo came in second. <laughs> well, I still I feel like I came in first because my putting was actually somewhat. So Mojo is not known for his putting skills. Right. Also, not known for yeah. uh, for providing facts. He's he's usually he a little air distorted yeah. reality. If you check out the Beginner Part Instagram and you swipe to the fifth slide, you can see Mojo's putting skills firsthand. <laughs> yeah, it, it it elicited a face reaction from me that was oh wow. Um, but yeah, so through three holes, we're down three. So needless to say, we were uh, we were shovel busting. Our boy Dylan here, he picked it up, started playing well. And then I shortly followed suit. We both started playing a little bit better. And by the time we got to the eighth hole, ninth hole. No, no. By by the eighth hole, oh. we were one down. We were one down, yeah. With uh, <laughs> with two to play. And then uh, listen to this one, guys. We actually have it on our be under par uh, Instagram handle. And uh, if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. B dot under dot par. Um. Yeah, so anyways, there's a short video on there of Dylan making a clutch putt on the 8th green, which is a short par 3 with water in front. Just uh, need to add this in there since I threw myself under the bus. I'm also about to throw Mojo under the bus. He uh, he chunked one into the water. Almost chunked his second oh. his second ball into the water as well. Almost a from Jordan, the, from the a amateur version of Jordan Spieth or uh, Tiger this year at the Masters. Uh, Jordan Spieth a few years back at the Masters, just shanking it and... Chunking it into Although the compare Mojo to Jordan, it's <laughs> yeah. not going amateur version. Yeah, thank you for flattering me with that with that statistic. Yeah. Yeah. But but needless to say, um, we're on the green. Uh, Dylan was getting a little bit uh, impatient for me to mark my ball, so yeah. he marked it for me. I, I like with the leaf. Yeah, with the leaf. You know, I like to be in a rhythm, and I was I, I had I had a good read in the putt, and understandably so, but I should have waited. Fair enough. And uh, I didn't like that he marked my ball with a leaf, so I went up for, with my ball marker and uh, placed it in the ground. My ball marker um, in this particular was a divot repair tool. So I placed it in, but it was a copper-colored. He couldn't see it. He hits his putt. And By the way, what do you expect here? But And I had a four-and-a-half-footer left. He hits great my putt. great putt. By the way. Great putt. It actually had a chance to go in. What and about, uh, what about two? hit my divot repair tool. And stopped it on a dime. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm i sorry about that there, Dylan. No, nah, I mean, move, it was a little but, uh, dual, dual yeah, mistake. But, there, but. So I thought there was hope. Yeah, so I missed my putt. So I set it up for an epic fail on our team. Um, I had the par putt, missed it. Dylan came up, clutched it, and uh, right in the center, right in the heart. So we were going into the last hole, all square. And then CB Golf, my brother-in-law here, he... Uh, he hit us with the uh, the birdie dagger. Yeah. Uh, Dylan had, almost had it. Had a good run at it, but so we were tied. Were a little slow. We're tied in the slow. season series one to one, um, and so that means there needs to be a game three. You know, we're going to game three. So uh, we're out of the greens, but that's not going to stop us. No, not at all. As a matter of fact, 
I recall uh, all all you guys uh, playing some winter golf. A little snow on the ground. Uh, I, yeah, Manny. get those uh, get those yellow golf balls out. Yeah, I think I play with those senior tour yellows already. So uh, I'm ready. Well, uh, I have to say, uh, Shane didn't mention something earlier. Uh, he hit the worst shot ever on three, and um, I'd like to counter with a story of my own. <laughs> um, so on three, uh, they did not mention there is a road houses and cars to the left. It's a, it's a pretty main road. They're driving up and down. And, um, I, I teed it up. I was playing with another buddy of mine. Um, you know, I was kind of on a hot streak that week. I was feeling good. I was like, I'm going to stick this on the green. So I step up feeling real confident with a nine iron. And, um, I hit it so far left in past the road that it actually took the flag off a mailbox of someone's house to the left of mine. Um, I, I nailed the mailbox. There was a dent in it. Um, and uh, after that, I just uh, drove the cart back to the parking lot and went home. The, the real question is, uh, Tyler, did you, did you offer to pay for said mailbox? Oh, no. That's why I went home as fast <laughs> as I did. At least it was a mailbox now. Well, now we have uh, verbal evidence to the fact that Tyler has decimated whoever's uh, mailbox is on the road at three. Listen, so. if you're missing a flag, I apologize, and uh, I will pay for damages if you can find me. <laughs> I do have to say that is a good story, but my lacking of golf talent. The problem with my game is my loft. And that's very well much known. It's my loft. My lack of fucking talent, okay? <laughs> it's my loft. So, I will tell you, there's been... I probably made... I made a 14 on a par 3. 10 putted the ninth hole. Um, I've dumped every single one of my golf balls into the woods. Yeah, I think we should go around the room. Uh, well, we've all hit embarrassing shots in our life, right? Like, I, I want to lead mine off with... Uh, I was on a putting ground. I was actually with Shane. One night, uh, I was practicing flop shots, <laughs> and we, we, there was a. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Greenwoods is there's a putting greens right next to the clubhouse, and there's a ninth green, and then there's also a parking lot. So I, I was like, I'm gonna try to chip it from the other side of the 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 um, putting green to the ninth green, and it was like nine o'clock. There was p cars in the parking lot, but like I was pretty confident in my ability, and. In that moment, it was a little dark. You know, I was probably around 13 at the time. I, I, I hit, I shanked one, and went really a high shank into the parking lot, right? And it hit this car dead on, dead on, and just happened to be the only car that I hit was with the guy who was standing right next to it. It was his car while he was on the phone. So this was before I was driving, and my mother proceeded well shane evacuated the area because he was like this is his fault like fuck that guy you know my way done the same thing you know it is what it is but um <laughs> my mom pulls in at that exact moment right and i'm going over this guy i'm like this guy's swearing at me and i, I remember this to this day it was a nissan ultima oh it was black it was and this guy just came out and he uh he um uh, he, he hung up his phone started swearing at me calling me an asshole I was like, I was 13, right? I'm crying at this point. Sounds like my boss. Yeah. <laughs> seems like somebody that would do that. Yeah, well, I'm crying at this point. And my mom pulls in, and she's like, "What the? F what's going on right now, you know? And it just it just went downhill from there. And 
to this day, I always I always get a little eerie when I see that the black Nissan Altima pulling at the Greenwoods Country Club. Unfortunately, Dylan thinks he has his facts straight on this one, but it was actually a Chrysler Crossfire. It was a coupe, and it was uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, okay. that's a little that's worse. Okay. Not bad. About a that's full one eighty. It was black up. It was black. It was definitely uh, black. I think it was slate gray, but either way, it was slate gray. It was it was nighttime, so it's it's hard to say. Also, you were young, so you know. Yeah, you know. I had to like the moral story. And also, story. the guy was in his car and he was pulling away, and you hit him right as he was like sitting in his car on his phone. So a, a few details. Not my, bad. Me, you know, my bad. My but bad. But I didn't disappear, although I was like. Uh, at the time, I was we like, weren't no. we weren't like we weren't as tight as we were yeah, now, as we are now. We weren't as close. So kind, of, I I understand. I, I would like, have been like, I did not hit that ball. I would have been like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a bad job on my part. I was in my late twenties at the time. Uh, yeah, but uh, that was a great one, Bill. I will never forget that yeah. one. As I uh, called Dylan here, his nickname for all you all to know this one uh, is Pickles. Pickles. Right? Yeah, Dill Pickles. So, yeah. I, I came up yeah. with the witty. So we're gonna call him Pickles. That'll be his show name. I came Pickles. up with a very witty nickname to counter Pickles with uh, Penny for yeah. Shane Centrella. Oh, oh boy! Wow, wow. that's fantastic. That's a great oh, one right I, there. I, none of you guys can see me right now, but I'm tipping my hat to the audience as you would coming up from the 18th hole after winning the Masters, just after DJ did, by the way. So, um, DJ. DJ uh, I think I think you know my worst shot ever story. I, you both know my worst shot ever. It was, in fact, the first shot I think that Tyler. Yeah. Ever hit so, on the golf so if you guys I really want to know, <laughs> if you guys really want to know where my frustration stems from, um, one second, if you guys really want to know where my frustration uh, stems from, uh, let we got to go back to the middle of senior year. Uh, you know, golf season was upon us, and. Um, the, the golf team had some big losses in, in talent, so, you know, Connor and Dylan started working on me. They're like, hey, man, you, you want to try golf, man? Like, you, you'll love it. It's so much fun. And I was like, I, I experimented with baseball and track, wasn't really a fan, so I was like, hey, you know what? I'll try golf. So, for my birthday, my parents got me a full set of clubs, uh, Top Flight Gamer XL 2019 part. <laughs> Damn, son. Yeah. Yeah. Those are awesome, by yeah. the way. I still have most of those clubs as well. <laughs> um, only made upgrades to the driver and putter, yeah, but that's besides the point. So um, I uh, get out there for the first practice. This is my first time ever swinging a golf club, hitting a golf ball, and being on a golf course. Um, so I recall helping you take off the wrapper of yep, the driver. Yep, I, I, I was taking the wrapper off my driver. And I hit the shot with the plastic still on the driver head. <laughs> for, for some context of this, our golf team, we went to uh, Gilbert High School. And our golf team was actually, for such a small school, we had a good amount of talent for that period of time. We won the league a couple of years in a row. We were trying to three-peat, I believe, right? Yep. And um, we were just trying to get some reinforcements. And we thought, you know, Titi's got the mental yeah. attitude for it. Yeah, you know, I, I have and pretty good hand-eye coordination. I'm pretty baseball positive. Baseball player, you know, we can yeah. turn him into a golfer. Right? Exactly. So I uh, step up to the first tee box. And um, so uh, you might not know this about the first tee box, but there's about a, what, six-foot, like, six fence? Foot fence. Yeah, eight-foot. Eight 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 foot. Meant to stop balls. From yeah, yeah. Eight-foot fence on the directly yeah. to the left of the tee box. And I was left-handed, so my, my head is facing at the uh, fence. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to 
swing my balls off, take a nice baseball hack at this, and uh, see what happens. So um, I, I load up, and I just rip this thing, and it went uh, directly straight up in the air, uh, directly left, and it ended up hitting the roof of the clubhouse. I carried the eight-foot fence uh, off the tee with my driver, landed it onto the clubhouse. Mm -hmm. and um, Your drive, first day out? Yeah, it was more, yes. more or less 25 yards left. It was pretty it was, nine, it was parallel to you. Yeah, it, 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 it went directly straight. So, yeah, directly straight to my left and hit the roof of the clubhouse. That's a very cool feedback. Yeah. Not many can say yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was kind of the so, um, overtone on my we, golf season. We put the driver in the bag. We did. We told we told him you're hitting five iron off every tee, and you're you're not taking that driver out ever yeah. again. Come on, Connor. I know I know you're uh, you've had a few bad shots in your life. What do you got? I've never had a bad shot. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I, not many are coming to mind. The only one I can really think of is when I was like playing with. I was playing with our friend Ryan one time at 14 at Greenwoods, and I um, I was trying to thread the needle. I was trying to hit a very Tiger-esque shot, and I uh, I I hit it with confidence, thought I did it, but it, it nailed the the base of the tree, came back, and just railed me right in the balls. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, 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 that's got hurt in the pain level. That's the only the only crazy shot I can think of. Oh, I got one for you. So, uh, so if we went from worst shots. Uh, we can say best shots, and we'll, you know, focus it down to what most people consider, you know, if you, if you don't play golf, you're like, ooh, a hole-in-one, that's the best shot you can hit <laughs> in golf, and, you know, as many you golfers know, that's not necessarily your best shot. Sometimes your hole-in-one is your best shot, other times you get a lucky bounce, or, you know, it, it's it's a hard thing to do. Um, but yeah, so everybody around, uh, I'll, I'll start first. I've had one hole in one. It was in California on a very easy hole. Watch, hit it pin high. Uh, had it funnel down to the hole. Went in, I think it was 135 yards. Uh, so Dylan, you're next. Uh, I've had three hole in ones. Oh, damn. Um, uh, yeah. Actually, I also had a hole in three, too. Where on that third hole at Greenwoods, uh, that we were talking about earlier, I hit one in the road off the tee. I pulled one in the road, and I hit the next one in the hole for a par. So that's honestly a coolest shot I think I've ever hit. But um, upsetting at the same time. Upsetting at the same time, yes. And that was before I got my first hole in one. So like I was, that was even worse, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, the best one, my my favorite hole in one I hit was my most recent actually. Um, I was playing with a couple members at our golf course, not the be under par boys. But um, the old guys, the older gentlemen that we play. I was playing a morning match, and I was on the eighth hole, which is the hole we were talking about earlier with where I made that putt um, when I hit Shane's ball mark. And this hole one was a front right pin, which people who don't know the green, it's a sucker pin. It's like there's bunkers short right, and it's easy to you know miss hit it and go on one. Definitely not hole in one pin. Yeah, it's not one of those ones where you're you're like thinking hole in one, but. If you hit it, it's a good shot. Yeah, I mean, I, I hit, I hit a, it was probably like one, I think it was one forty-seven. Hit like a, like a sawed-off nine, maybe, maybe a like a good nine, and um, yeah, and I hit, took one bounce, and we never saw it, and it was just, it, it was the most pure shot I think I hit. The other ones were kind of like, like, not, they, they were good. I, I mean, they weren't. I'm never going to complain about hole in one, but. 
they, it was definitely like the best one. Uh, but I believe Connor's hit a couple in his day. I have. I have. Uh, I hit one when I was about fourteen in the junior league that we used to play in at Fairview Farms. I hit on the fourth hole with an eight iron. Was that from the white tees? Or was that from the? Yeah, we were, we were up. We were at like a like a senior tee. But still, hole in one's a hole in one. Yeah. Better one was at Greenwood's, the third hole that we were talking about. I was playing with. He was playing with. We were in a morning match. It was me, Dylan, um, our friend Ryan, and his dad. And I hit a. Oh, I hit a bent nine iron from the back tee because yeah. I had accidentally bent it earlier that week. This kid loses more golf <laughs> clubs and breaks more golf this clubs than anybody story. I know. This is a great story. I hit a bent nine iron. I drew it in. It took one hop, dunked in the hole, and then I didn't believe it went in. Dylan thought it went in. And then I walked up there. It was video of it. Yeah, we have a video. I grabbed it. And I had been saying for years that if I got a hole in one in Greenwoods, I would jump in the pond. So later that night, went out Pause there. real quick before you continue the story. Just so y'all know, like a pond on a golf course is first off, Gross. just like off limits. Do not go in ponds at golf courses because you get all the runoff from the golf course. Think of all the chemicals. Think they're fucking nasty. Yeah. They're that disgusting. This was and I have something growing down. There. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Greenwood's pond but is very scummy. Yeah, Greenwood's pond is. Uh, I would say. No exception. In fact, it's probably worse than most ponds. Yeah, it's yeah. one of the oh, worst ponds. So I take a cart down there at night with a couple people, pull up, said, I just got a hole in one, and just straight belly flopped right into the pond because I said I would do it, and I did it. Well done. Sir. And I'm very glad I did. Yeah, I also want to clarify, we were playing a match that morning, and uh, everybody played so good in that group. That Connor had the worst score of the day with the hole in one. Like a 75. Like a 75. I, I birdied. So I started what? I started par, par, one birdie. I was 300 before. Yeah, on the back. On the back. And think yeah. about it like this. You're not 21, so you don't have to buy everybody a drink. Yeah, that's the cool thing. You saved your bank account. It wasn't in the hole in one pot, so I would have probably been down about $400 if I was, yeah. if I was 21. Luckily, yeah, we, still we normally would play matches on uh, weekend mornings with uh, – me and uh, the kid you were talking about earlier, Ryan's father, first Connor and Ryan, and that day that was probably the cool. I think I think we pulled the card up after we were combined like sixteen under par. Gross. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, there's a lot of birdies that day. Amazing. That's awesome. I actually have a hole in one on PGA Tour 2K21. <laughs> so, I, I've on 2K20, I've I've shot like nineteen under par. I've done that before. It's actually surprisingly much easier than golf. It really is. I wish golf was like that. So I think that answered your question, everyone, to the fact of whether or not TT. Well, to be fair for TT, he's pretty, uh, he's pretty, pretty new to the game of golf. Mojo is a seasoned vet. Uh, I think he's still working. <laughs> Mojo has been like the I mean, Mojo has been a twelve handicap ever since I met him. Twelve? No, I'm a ten. Yeah, right. I don't know. I'm like, you're in. Uh, oh, oh, ten. Didn't this year? Didn't you shoot like two hundred par? I was also hammered to shit. Yeah, I lost five bucks that day. Fuck I was man. a cocky bastard. I was up with just standing up there like this, saying, "You know what? I'm gonna fucking hit this shot." Bam! And I fucking hit it. Mo- Mojo under the influence uh, is actually probably the closest thing to John we'll ever see. <laughs> yeah. to Tiger Woods. I mean, John, no, Tiger Woods. No, I'm John Dale. I'm a John Daly when I drink. Mojo's the only person on earth that will get mad if someone calls him Tiger Woods. Yeah. And say, no, I'm John Daly. 
Mojo, Mojo was quickly humbled the next day when he shot eight over through five holes. Yep. <laughs> yep. I went 300 through nine and then went to Thornton Country Club, another golf course that we all play at, and shot eight over par. It's a very humbling sport. It'll take you to your highest heights and lowest lows. Yeah. I think we should, um, I mean, we can go around the room again uh, and just talk about just like our coolest experience, like I mean, in tournament. I know some of us play tournament golf. Some of us are like don't play more casual golf, but like coolest moment that you've had on a course, like not shot, but like moment, like you looked around and said, "Man, this is like cool," you know. Okay. I think we're going to send it to Connor because this is right up his alley. Cool. Hmm. You know, it's actually not a time that I was playing golf necessarily. I've enjoyed all my tournament experiences in college and everything. Wait, can I just pause you one more time? Yeah. I just need a little oh, uh, preface. No, no, you're no. right on. Uh, preface this story. Uh, if you've ever played golf with Connor in the morning, um, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is, this is not something that uh, any of us experience to the same level. Um, I just wanted to bring this up because it's not only with us that we know this very well. It's also with his golf team. He plays for Shenandoah University down in Virginia. And um, all his buddies down there know of him as the selfie taker. Um, but he always has to have a sunset in his selfie. So the point in saying all this is the fact that anytime you play in the morning with him, you'll notice him staring at the clouds and looking at either the sunrise or – and you'll hear something close to this come out of his mouth. Oh, guys, isn't it so beautiful out? And then, uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty accurate. So it's not making fun of you. More so just he's a guy that's appreciative of life. And Dylan also has bad guess. I am an absolute slut for sunrises. <laughs> no, I, that's I, true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, there's worse things on this earth, I, you know? Yeah. I, I did think of a cool, cool experience. It was the first time I met Dylan. I probably seemed like an absolute asshole. I chipped in yeah. on the first hole we were playing together, uh-huh. and I jumped off the bunker and well, just into the somersault. I want I I to <laughs> add on this story. I, wanna, I know. this. I, that, but many people think that was the first time I, well, I yeah, that's the first time we actually played together. The first time I saw Connor Bailey... He, I, I was like a, I wasn't like a tournament golfer, right? I joined late, kinda. I played, I started playing when I was eleven ish, and I joined the PGA Junior League team. Yeah. And I, mean, I, that's all I had ever done. Yeah, so I, yeah, like, but I was taking. But Connor, Connor had a dad who was like very into it, like yeah. golf. I played, at, I started playing at Canyon Country Club, which is kind of like a dump around Shout here. Out. Yeah, I, I'm out. sorry, I don't mean, I, I don't mean the certain case. To put it in perspective, I bought a three-year membership. Yo, so did I. So I'm not even talking. hundred and fifty dollars. No, but for real. So I'm, I, I'm not used to this tournament atmosphere, right? And they're warming up on the range. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll get a couple balls. And uh, I walked down there. Connor's wearing his plaid shorts and like an off, an off-color shirt that did not match whatsoever. It was. And like, I was, I was just like, and he was just his dad was talking to him as his caddy. And I was just like, what's going on? Like, this kid looks like a fucking dick. <laughs> and, like, I'm like, this kid looks like the stuck-up, stuck-up, most preppiest kid I've ever met in my life. <laughs> and little do I know, this kid has literally been, like, the Ooh, nicest wow. kid I've ever met, ever. Like, the the epitome of, like, Like, just perfect. Perfect, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, like... No, but... The utmost gentleman. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's actually amazing. Yeah, I know. 
No, but I think we should send it to Shane. Um, like your most memorable golf moment, like your coolest moment on the course. I don't know that in it was, tournament. I don't know or... that it was playing. I would say like uh, my favorite times on course are probably going around for uh, PGA tournaments. But obviously playing, I've had a lot of uh, good experiences. I've lived in California. Uh, I had a, I still have a travel van. Uh, so played in Florida, Arizona really all over the country. Um, so I played a lot of different places, but seeing Tiger Woods play in person um, is probably some of my favorite uh, experiences on the golf course, just because there is, that is, for anyone that's seen Tiger Woods play in person, there's an energy that is yeah, like It could be on a Thursday, which first day of tournament golf typically, um, and usually Thursday, if you go around and follow players, there's barely anyone following him. Um, whereas with Tiger, there are literally myriads of people, like huge swaths of people. I'm using these weird words, but like just too many people to even uh, understand and like be able to really comprehend that should be following someone on a Thursday, the first day of a golf tournament. So that energy is super cool. Um, I would say that that's probably, I, I, as far as experiences, and that's probably, um, why I play golf today is because watching someone like Tiger Woods, the passion that he has for the game, I know that's a common answer, but yeah. I was around yeah. 10, I think I saw him at Canaan Country Club, mind you, in their clubhouse. What? Tiger Woods win the 1997 Oh, I thought you said you saw him at Canaan. Yeah, it was crazy. You know, Tiger Woods was not at Canaan. Purchased his $130. No. And the golf course, into. But that's definitely sick. That's like... That's what most most people your your age your generation like base their game after they they idolize people like him. That's like the golden he's age a, of com- a, competitive sports, like you know, a, Michael Jordan. Yeah, he's a lover. So I grew up watching uh, basketball, and that was my favorite sport until I started watching Tiger Woods. And Jordan was my favorite basketball player at the time. I had a lot of you know guys that like watching, but hard to beat the goat, you know? So, and then Tiger Woods comes along and has that same fire as Jordan did, but with the game of golf and made golf exciting. So that was what did it for me. How about you, Mark? Um, You know, what, my most special moment? I really don't have a special moment. I've been around the game a long time. I I know a lot of people. Question, does it involve alcohol on golf? It does not. Oh, it does not. Just kidding, just kidding. That's That's one of my vices, but we'll go into that. Does it involve working man? No. So like I I've been around yeah, I've been around you kinda guessed it, but I kinda I've been around golf a long time. Um I've met plenty of people. So I really don't have a lot of like special moments. I mean I don't want to be sentimental, but like playing golf with all you guys, you know, I kinda like cherish every moment because it's like it's just fun. You guys all bring a different aspect to the game, you know, it's just everybody has this different like thing that they bring. It's it's amazing. I don't know how to explain it. You know, Moj, uh, can I just say for this one too, Moj, when he gets all fired up, it doesn't happen often, but when he does, confident Mojo on a golf course is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. It's going to happen next he year. He's swearing, starts calling people out. He, he calls people a bitch, uh, either myself or Dylan, typically. Typically Dylan. He yeah. points at him and says, you're a bitch. 
I told you I was going to do that, you bitch. And I dropped hella birds on his head. But regardless, it's actually pretty impressive when he gets that confident and he he plays a lot better because he he stops doubting himself and trusts the fact that he actually played the game. So that's actually kind of fun to watch. And I second that uh, moment because that's that's why we're sitting here today. Exactly. Contrary to probably what you think about me, I've actually competed in three tournament events. I did not know these. Um, yeah, two were at Fairview. One was the Berkshire League All-Star Tournament, um, <laughs> where I shot, and I kid you not, 142 <laughs> for 18 that holes. Uh, that, that was my first time ever playing 18 holes. That was my second time playing Fairview. So, you know, novice golfer only played for half a year, but regardless. Um, hey, he tried his best. No, he, he stepped up. up. One of our he, one of our teammates got uh, hurt or sick or no, he, no, he dropped out because he wanted to go they, to six. They went on a class trip instead yeah. of the tournament. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, actually, my most special uh, golf moment was actually when I met Joseph Santoro. Wait, who um, is this person? Mojo. Mojo. So. Uh, I haven't heard my real name being told. I only people who call me by my real name are my mother, my my father, and my teachers. Other than that, it's all right. First time I met Mojo. Um, it was my first actual competition. Uh, we were, it, was it a match or a scrimmage against Wolcott Tech? I think it was a match. Yeah, and I was, yeah. I was the sixth man. So I was kind of like, I was there, but my score didn't matter. So it was fun to be around. So my foursome was me, um, Mojo's brother, uh, Mojo himself, and then the coach of the Wolcott team. So, um, yeah, I'm, I literally just played 18 holes of golf, my first time ever playing 18 holes uh, with Mojo and his brother, and it was just amazing. It was just quite a day, and no one really cared because none of our scores mattered, and one of the guys was the coach. Uh, his score sure as hell didn't matter, and uh, yeah, it was just well, a great day. Up there. Yeah. I think that's one cool thing that I've always appreciated about golf is the people that you can meet. It br- totally. brings people together. No, yeah. I remember sure. um, a long time ago, I was playing at Greenwoods, and I made it all the way to the eighth hole. And this guy goes, he looks at me and goes, Akuna Matata. And I was like, what? And he goes, you recognize that voice? And I was like, yeah, Pumbaa from Lion King. Mm-hmm. And he pulls out a poster and he signed it right there and gave it to me. He goes, I was the voice of Pumbaa in, in the Lion oh King. Dude, God. that's hilarious. That it. guy is from Simpsonburg. Yeah. I don't remember his yeah. name. I, w- I played eight holes and I didn't even know. And yeah. then he just yeah. busts out the voice on the eight hole. If you're listening to this right now, we'd love to have you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you're, 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 you're a childhood idol awesome. of mine. I, still, I grew up listening to you. Yeah, I still have the I still have the uh, the little piece of paper signed. In Wait, my room. So how old were you? I was playing with my grandpa. I was like maybe 13, 12 or 13. Awesome. So, interesting fact on this one. This is actually kind of funny. I never knew that. Yeah. Um, I swept that guy's chimney, and yeah. I don't know his name. But, uh, yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, Simsbury, I think, is where he lives. So. That's cool. Shout out. Shout out that guy. Yeah. So you know, we, we can, we can probably him. find his name. Yeah, we have yeah. a wonderful grace of Google. Yeah, we have, like, four computers in front of us right now. Yep. No, while, while they're looking it up. Um, Pull that up, TT. Ernie Sabella. Ernie Sabella. Ernie Sabella. Thanks, Ernie. And, Appreciate uh, you, fellow. It was, you, Seth Rogen was actually the voice in the remake, so uh, wow. we have no connection to Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> but Seth, if you are watching. So anyways, I don't think uh, Dylan has been able to 
tell his most special moments. So, oh, Dylan, yeah. go ahead. Well, see, everybody else is talking about, like, times where, like, they're on the course and how beautiful it is. And I've been in all of those situations where how beautiful, how the light glimmers through the trees, the sunlight. But I'm going to bring it to, like, more of a, not an embarrassing moment, but almost like a cool moment on the first tee of the Connecticut Open that I qualified for. Thank you. You like that? You like my whole brag? But actually, actually, because two years in a row, Yeah, you know, I. Yeah, it is what it is. But we have lights flickering. Holy shit! Yeah, it's like, geez. No, but um, I was on the first tee at Torrington Country Club, which is actually my home course, which was hosting the the Connecticut Open for the for that year. And it's for people who don't know the Connecticut Open, it's like the biggest tournament in Connecticut where like pros and amateurs kind of collide and play like any I open. It is yeah, Connor the worked. biggest tournament in Connecticut that Dylan Keith qualified for two years in a row. Yeah, round of applause. Oh, yeah. Wait, is, again, again, I'm waving to the imaginary audience. The biggest tournament in Connecticut is the uh, Travelers, yeah, the Travelers right. tournament. But you know what? It's the biggest tournament in Connecticut to me. It's the biggest opportunity for amateurs. Yes. Legitimately. Yeah. But um, no, so I'm on this first tee and we have. Uh, I look back behind me, and uh, I'm getting ready to hit off the first tee, and I see it's the first tee's right next to the putting green, and I see um, behind me, I see my coach, who's also a former PGA Tour player, Bobby Gage, who's a who, slash our boss and slash our Winstead legend, which is where we're from. And um, Gilbert School, yep. uh, legendary alumni Shout as well. Shout out Bobby Gage. Shout out Bobby Gage. Bobby Gage. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I, I see him, another uh, person that we've always looked up to named Adam Vicari, who played college golf at UConn, Division uh, One. Him uh, around like a lost puppy from like the ages of 12 to 15. Yes, Mojo, <laughs> Mojo did. Mojo confessions. But uh, no, and then I look be- beside him and it's this guy, uh, Taylor Griffin, who is who was also a legend, an idol for us growing up. He was, uh, he was more out of Torrington Country Club. Dylan, but, not to interrupt, but this sounds like you're setting the stage for an utter embarrassment. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Well, see, I, I was I was playing really good golf coming into this, right? I won the member qualifier coming in, and I was just feeling good, right? And I had a whole game plan, and I once I saw these two pros pipe one, like professional golfers, right? They both pipe one, like 330, right down the pipe. And I'm like, not hitting it that far. I was going to hit a three iron, and I was like, ah, I'm going to hit driver. And... For people who don't know, this is one of those tournaments where people watch. Like, people are on the course, like, following yeah, spectators. people. Spectators. All over the place. Pre- I mean, I wouldn't say it's like a Pre-COVID, of course. Pre-COVID, yes, there. Um, but I, I'm off the first tee, and there's there's people behind me. And they're all members of the course because, you know, I'm a member there, and they're all watching and following me. And um, I happened to duck hook one off the first tee and almost hit some old lady. And while while it was an embarrassing moment, that that entire round, it, oh, there's another embarrassing part too, where like throughout a round when you're playing bad in front of people and like the people you know, slowly and slowly your crowd starts to dissipate. Like they, they start to like leave. And where the only person left was my uncle. My mother even left. Like it was bad. I think I, I was tied for dead last after the first day. Um but it it gave me an opportunity to learn. That's why I think it's the coolest moment. Like I, I, it was one of those days where like I, I could like take a lot from it. Like in the moment, I was like really sad, and like not happy. But like 
it, it, it definitely makes you into a better golfer and a person almost, you know? Yeah, that's true. Uh, that ties right back into what Connor was saying earlier. It's a good uh, representation of life. Golf is through the ups and downs. You have to ride out the storm. I, I think in an 18-hole round, whether you're playing in a tournament, whether you're playing in a match, whether you're playing by yourself, um, obviously if the stakes are a little bit higher, that puts a little more pressure on you. But regardless of any of that, the roller coaster ride that is a golf round is amazing how how emotionally you can go from so high to so low and the real the real problem or the uh, i guess not the problem but the the beauty in that is the ability to stick with it the whole time and like stay in stay focused no matter what right because like Definitely. even in that round you're playing again you're playing at the highest level of an amateur slash professional tournament, an open tournament in the state of Connecticut. So that's a big deal. And then you have this, like, you're embarrassed, right? You, you thought you were going to play better. And then you have to ride out that storm because you still have to play golf. You still have to and be, like, respectful to the game. Exactly. And that's, like, that's... You guys stay composed. Part. You guys stay composed. You can't be throwing clubs because whenever you see a person throwing clubs, it's it's it's, it's almost like a travesty to golf. Like, it's, it's a disgrace, I, I view it as. And I'm, I'm not saying I've never done it, but yeah. I'm but saying you look, you look like an idiot. You look like an idiot. It's exactly. on the level of wearing jeans at the course. Exactly. <laughs> Even get me started on that. Uh, but um, in the, one of those tournaments, those tournaments have more than one day too. So you have to stay composed and try to shoot the best score you can and put yourself in maybe a position for the next day because you don't know what you know. Anything can happen in golf, right? You stuck it out though. Yeah, I played pretty good second day. I mean, one thing with a little eighty-five, seventy-five. Yeah, I shot 75 with two doubles the second day. Three over with two doubles. I was pissed. Okay. I mean, one, one thing with that staying composed, staying focused, Um, I was I was in a deep mental battle with a slice for about six months. There was a lot of help. Like, we tried to help TT throughout and this process, was, but it was, it was a struggle. I mean, it, it but was, he's a beginner, you know? Yeah. You got to cut him some slack. He took it. He, he might, might, like, if we have to have, like, postseason trophies here, like of like the be under par most group, improved. most improved TT by far, leaps and by far. Yeah, and uh, just to put that, I used that one forty two for the eighteen holes as my benchmark, and um, I'm proud to say that with witnesses, I shot an eighty two for eighteen holes this year. Oh, shit, damn son, that's right. impressive. Uh, so with all that being said, uh. Thank you, everybody, for being here for the per- first uh, episode of the Be Under Par podcast. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in, and we will see you next time. Next video.